Hey, everybody, and welcome to episode 233 of How I Built It, the podcast that offers actionable tech tips to small business owners. Now, in today's episode, I'm talking to Andy Cabasso about something that frustrates me endlessly, and that is backlink requests. They're frustrating and annoying because most people don't take the time to understand my business, but Andy says there's a better way. So he's going to tell us the right way to do backlink requests, podcast guest outreach, and so much more. Thanks to this week's sponsors, Text Expander and Nexus. You'll hear about them later in the show. We're going to talk about all of the show notes uh, that you can find over at howibuilt.it slash 233. And if you are listening to build something more or you're interested, we're going to be talking about domain authority. That's for members only. So if you want to become a member to get ad-free extended episodes, early release, and so much more, you can head over to howibuilt.it slash 233. There'll be a link right there to join the club for just five bucks a month or 50 bucks a year. Okay, now let's get into the episode with Andy. Hey, everybody, and welcome, welcome to another episode of How I Built It, the podcast that offers actionable tech tips for small business owners. My name's Joe Casabona. I'm your host. It's episode 233. And today, our guest is Andy Cabasso. He's the founder of Postaga. And uh, I'm really excited because um, we've, we've talked a couple of times about potentially getting you on the show. I'm, I'm excited to have you on the show now. The timing was good. And the topic is very interesting to me. It's about getting press coverage, blog mentions, and podcast guest spots uh, with digital PR. Something that I can definitely use some work on, but I mean, I've been talking a lot already, so let's bring Andy in. Andy, how you doing? I'm doing good, Joe. How about you? I'm doing swell. Thanks so much for asking. Uh, I'm I'm excited about this because um, back in November 2020, I hired uh, Brittany Lynn. Uh, she um, of the Human Connections podcast and the Human Connections Agency. Uh, and she helped me put together kind of a plan for outreach and things like that. And she was splendid. I could not recommend Brittany Lynn uh, highly enough. Um, and But, you know, now it's up to me to kind of implement this. And I was doing well for a while. Um, and then, like, I, I feel like I'm being pulled in a lot of different directions for content and how to get on to other people's podcasts if I don't know them personally and things like that. So I'm excited to talk to you about this. Mm-hmm. Um, let's let's start at the beginning, though. Tell us a little bit about uh, who you are and what you do. Sure. Um, well, where, where to begin? Um, long story short, uh, I come from a digital marketing background. Um, I started, grew, and then uh, sold a successful digital agency. And from some of the experiences that we had in building an agency... Uh, we built Postaga, which provides uh, a platform to help you uh, do outreach for link building and digital PR and sales to find the right relevant people, get their contact info, their email addresses, and then uh, create personalized pitches for them. Um, <laughs> that's the 30-second summary of 
of where I'm at. Nice. Very nice. And uh, that digital agency, is that the one that you mm-hmm. uh, did with Sam Sam Brody, former yep. former guest and friend of the show? I'll link that in the show notes. Uh, you'll be able to find everything we talk about in the show notes over at howibuilt.it slash 233. Um, so you mentioned a couple of things already that I'm excited to dig into. The first Mm-hmm. is link building. I recently joined a like backlinks circle. I don't know what to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like a group of us. We um, There's like a, a, a person at the center of it who places backlinks strategically. Not, not like mm-hmm. link farms. Like if you were around the web in like 2000, uh, you know, yeah. you had like the, the uh, forums and the pages and link farms and Nuke PHP, I think, was the forum everybody was using. and uh, So you just had all these backlinks, but Google's wised up to that. Yeah, that doesn't work anymore. Just like, just like having words stuffed onto a page don't work anymore. Having things hidden in clear text doesn't work anymore. Yeah. We have to be smarter now. About yeah, that. absolutely. Maybe we could talk about that in the post show. Kind of the history of trying to, to fool Google. Um, but... So I'm part of like a, a a program where they're it's actually like relevant linked text, right? That's I think mm-hmm. probably the important part of link building here. Um, so I, w- I want to talk about that for sure. And then uh, the other thing is like you said, find the appropriate contact information and send personalized pitches. Um, mm-hmm. This is what I try to do for my guests, right? And it's mostly automated with. Uh, with an Airtable, but then there's a field for personal note where all the details, all the same details are filled in. And then I say like, and I loved your episode or whatever, or your blog is blah, blah. So uh, how, yeah. how important is a personalized pitch in these situations? Sure. So uh, as I'm sure you probably personally are on the receiving end of a lot of unsolicited pitches from random people to be a guest on your podcast. Um, I think it's important for people doing outreach to recognize that, that uh, bloggers and podcasters and media are getting pitched every day by tons of people, uh, a lot of whom are not spending a good amount of time to ensure that their pitches are personalized. And so if if you're on the receiving end of that and you open an email and you're like, the email says, hello, I would love to be a guest on your podcast, or I have a perfect piece of content that would be a great fit for your article. Like that email is going either to get deleted or spam folder, or they're just seeing the email preview and they're like, all right, going to forget this. Uh, So it's incredibly important to personalize so that you can like one, demonstrate that you've done the research to show, to show the person who's on the receiving end that you know who they are and that what you are about to share with them is relevant for them. Uh, that's that's probably the biggest thing. And that really helps with getting your open rates higher and your response rates higher, um, especially because uh, the, the worse your emails perform, the lower, uh, the less, like if your emails don't reach the destinations, if they bounce because you haven't found the right person's email address uh, and you have low deliverability, it's going to make it more likely that your emails end up in spam folders, which is no good and no one wants. Yeah, for sure. And that's happened That's happened to me a few times where people are like, hey, did you see my email? And I'm like, no, it went to spam. <laughs> um, so absolutely. And 
like on top of demonstrating you did the research, uh, first of all, I get, yeah, a lot of the generic, hey, here's like four paragraphs on why my guest is the, the greatest person to ever live and why you <laughs> should interview him. And I was like, and I'm, I'm just thinking, what is in it for my audience? That's, mm-hmm. that's perhaps the number one question that you need to answer. Why, why should I have your person on my podcast? I don't, I don't want to hear that they graduated from Harvard with a 4.0. Lots of people, Harvard is exclusively smart people. <laughs> so like, you know, what makes you unique, I guess? What I, I found in particular, I've seen a lot of pitches sent by PR agencies and some of them baffle me the most uh, because it like some of them follow a particular specific format that if I were on the receiving end of that, I would not be interested in it at all. Like um, to share specifically, I'm happy to share like a pitch that has worked very well for me. Yeah, um, kind of just breaking it down line by line. So typically when I'm, when I'm prospecting, when I find, let's say I found a relevant podcast and it's in the same industry as that I'm trying to connect with, or like it reaches the audience that I'm trying to reach. Um, so great. I found that podcast. It's relevant. I have found the the host of the podcast or a producer. I found their contact information. I got their email address. Um, here is what I'm going to say to them in, in that email, the first email. Hey, you know, insert person's first name. Uh, I was recommended your podcast and I have a few episodes queued up. I'm excited to check it out. Uh, I wanted to see if you are, uh, I wanted to see if you are, recording episodes, uh, or looking for guests in the next month. Uh, if so, I'd love to be a guest. Here's, uh, here are some ideas I have for an episode and then, uh, insert relevant topics for episodes. And then following that, here's why I think I would be a great guest and then insert relevant information on why I would be a great guest specific to that audience. Um, also, I, uh, if you have your own podcast as well, I try and insert a line offering some reciprocation. Like, uh, also, I have a podcast related to this audience. Uh, I would love to do a podcast swap, uh, maybe have you on as a guest as well. Um, let me know what you think. And that's it. And that's, like, it's a very simple pitch. Like, first demonstrate, like, being upfront, I would like to be a guest. Here's what I want to talk about that is relevant to your industry. Here is why I would be a good guest. And uh, if you have something reciprocal to offer as well, adding that in. And that gets a very good response rate. Uh, I've, I've personally been on a uh, two dozen podcasts wow. in the last year or so. And I do not have a podcast. <laughs> yeah, wow. that's And it makes sense. First of all, if you are listening and you're like, wow, he just hit a lot of things. I'm going to have to listen to this again. Um, we have trans- Let's take we it have, line by line. Yeah, we yeah. have transcripts. Um, so you can go read the transcript to get kind of all the main points Andy hit there. And I think that's really important because, right? again, you talked about the benefits. If, in my own experience, right, um, mm-hmm. Brittany and her team set me up with kind of three different pitches mm-hmm. based on the topic I was pitching, which was based on the audience of the podcast I was pitching. So for one, one of my pitches was building online courses. I'm not going to pitch that to like a restaurant podcast or whatever, right? Yeah. For the restaurant podcast, I'm pitching 
why your website needs to be good. Like why is every mm-hmm. restaurant website crappy? Um, and, and that's helpful, right? So, um, you need to, you need to show the benefit to the host, to the, the audience and the reciprocity thing is really good. I'm just going to add to that. Podcasters are more likely to have other podcasters on because Mm -hmm. they know what to do. Um, and that's not like a dig or anything at people who don't have podcasts, but, um, I recently, well, Andy, you filled out my form, right? Mm-hmm. So you know that I have right. this disclaimer. I'll use a good mic. Yeah. I'll use headphones. Yeah, and most every podcast I am on has those has similar, if not similar, disclaimers saying, please make sure you have a good mic. Make sure that you have wired internet, if possible, yeah. um, that you are free in an area free from distraction. Um, and so usually like something like, please have listened to an episode of my podcast actually before we come on so that you kind of have a sense of what this is about. Because if, if you're, you know, if you're doing cold outreach or if you're reaching out through an agency, I'm maybe a little concerned that you are just going in this blind and don't know, don't know the audience of this podcast in particular. Right. Right. And, um, you know, and I've had, I actually recently, on our pre-record call, uh, right? Mm-hmm. So Andy and I talked for about 15 minutes before we hit the record button here um, where I go through a checklist. And well, I, I turned my first person ever away at that point. Uh, and I'll tell that story and build something more. Uh, so stick around to the end and I'll tell that story. I don't want to like name shame or give enough details that they know who I'm talking about. But um but I mean, it's really important. And so having a podcaster or somebody who reads instructions <laughs> is, is super important. Um, okay, so the pitch is really important. Um, the, the, I think when, when you pitched this, this idea in particular, um, mm-hmm. the get press coverage and blog mentions was... Mm-hmm. Uh, was what struck me the most because, you know, I, I put out a lot of content. I put out a podcast on Mondays, a YouTube video, a live stream and a blog post one a week, every week mm-hmm. um, for, for all four of those things. Um, and, and I know content is the long game, but I'd like to shorten the game a little bit, right? I'd like to try to get mm-hmm. more different eyeballs on my content. Uh, so when you pitched this topic, I thought it was super, super interesting. So um, maybe we can just start with the basic question. Um, sure. If I write good content, will people just come to it? If you already have an audience, maybe. Um, but if you're starting from scratch, probably not. Um, you know, you can you can try and grow your audience organically, but depending on your market, everything is very, very competitive now. Like it's just gotten more competitive over time. Um, I, I know plenty of people who were having businesses in the early days of the internet and they would talk about how they would just publish something or create a page and they would get customers and it would be great. Like, uh, our, my agency used to be in the market that I was, that I had before was in the market of, 
uh, doing web design for law firms. And I would talk to some lawyers who were like, you know, I had a website in 1998 and it was great because I was the only person in my city who had a website for his law firm in 1998. And I got clients from it and they paid me so much money and it was great. And it's like, yeah, that's cool. But, you know, now everyone's caught up to you. Um, and like everyone else is seeing the value that that those customers and that traffic is bringing. So now you have to really step it up uh, if, if you haven't yet. So um, it, it's in, so when you create content, I, I try and spend as much time promoting my content as I do uh, actually writing it, which uh, may, maybe sounds crazy. Um, but like if the, if the goal here is to get more eyeballs in the content, help it make it so that the content ranks well in Google and makes it so my website ranks in Google, I have to outcompete everyone else writing on that topic. And what we've seen is that of all the hundreds of ranking factors that Google has, uh, one that has an exceptionally high correlation with your uh, search ranking is the quality and quantity of links to your website and to your content. So the more authoritative websites that link to your blog posts, that link to your website and your content, the better it's going to rank in Google, the better it's going to show up, and ultimately the more traffic and uh, and customers that you can drive to your site. So it given that it's important to be able to get links, we have to spend a lot, we have to spend time and invest that time in finding relevant websites that can link to our content and reach out to them. Um, there are a lot of different strategies that people do to uh, get uh, links to their content. And I can talk about a few different ones, um, but probably the one that gets the most like name recognition is like the skyscraper technique. Um, that was pioneered by Brian Dean from Backlinko. Uh, basically, what it entails is you, um, real quick summary of it is uh, you want to rank for a particular search term. Uh, you see what articles are ranking already on that term and who is linking to them. So you can use a tool like Hrefs or SEMrush or Ubersuggest. And you can see like the backlink profiles of these top ranking articles. So let's say I want to write an article on social media strategies and I see like, all right, here's the top ranked article. They have 500, they have links from 500 websites. I'm going to write a better article than that top ranked article. And then I'm going to using that research tool, that Ahrefs, that SEMrush or Ubersuggest, uh, I can extract the backlink profiles of that site. And then uh, find contacts at all of those websites and kind of pitch those sites to say, hey, I saw that you linked to this article. Like, you're, you have a really great article on this topic. I saw that you linked to this article on social media. Um, I wanted to give you a heads up that uh, that article is out of date. I've written a much better article on that topic that is more thorough, better, you know, and basically uh, pitch that, that web, those websites to link to your article instead. Um, that's the, the the ultimate goal of, of the skyscraper technique. This episode is brought to you by Nexus. Look, I know what it's like to spend too much time managing your website instead of your business. In fact, the previous host for this very show made it harder for me to focus on creating content because I was always trying to fix some problem with my website, especially on new episode days. 
And that's why I switched to Nexus. With Nexus's managed WordPress hosting, I don't have any problems to fix because Nexus fixes them for me, usually before I even know about them. I don't need to worry about my site going down on new episode days or updates or backups. I don't even need to worry about plugin vulnerabilities. Nexus has me covered. That's why I can be so consistent. And now they have membership sites with WP Quick Start, a membership site especially if you're a creator or small business owner like me, can be a fantastic way to increase revenue. But there are too many moving parts for most people who just want to set something up and start making money. Membership sites with WP Quick Start does it all for you. That is great hosting. So check out Nexus today if you want a website and not a project. For a limited time, you can get 50% off your first six months. Just go to howibuilt.it slash nexus, N-E-X-C-E-S-S. That's howibuilt.it slash nexus for 50% off your first six months. Thanks so much for Nexus for being a sponsor of How I Built It. I do want to give a quick rundown of um, linkbacks, right? Because linkbacks in Google as a ranking factor, has been around mm. as long as Google itself, right? This has always mm. been the linchpin of how Google figures out what good content is out there. And the way I would explain it to my students when I taught kind of an intro to computer course in the classroom was uh, if you need a mechanic, are you just going to open the yellow pages and pick the first number you find? Or are you going to ask your dad or your mom or your friend who they recommend uh, and go to them? That's essentially what a backlink uh, is doing. It's it's a personal recommendation to this specific content. That's exactly right. And like, bef- like in the earliest days of search engines, you know, it didn't used to be that Google was the only one out there. Uh, you know, there was Yahoo and Dogpile and Excite and all these other search engines where uh, they would manually curate the search results, basically. And uh, that didn't really, wasn't really very scalable. Uh, so Google figures out, you know, uh, how do we, how do we shortcut this? Well, let's create our algorithm and in it will place more emphasis and value on the amount, on the, the quality and quantity of links uh, to a particular page because that kind of tells us that that page is, is authoritative on the subject matter. So if everyone's linking to this article on this topic, it's probably the most relevant one. Right, right. It's the difference between, because like, I mean, this is, you mentioned like uh, keyword stuffing, right? Mm-hmm. The way Yahoo used to work is like, if I wanted to search about, if I wanted a website about dogs, <laughs> Yahoo would just be like, this web page has the the word dog the most. Um, So it's kind of the difference between me saying, I am the expert here, and other people saying, Joe is the expert here, or Andy is the Mm -hmm. expert here. Um, So so let me ask you, because I do get these backlink pitches a lot. Sure. Um, A tip for anybody listening... I'm not going to add them to how I built it. <laughs> Any website on how I built it. I've got sponsors who who pay for those links. The links are relevant to what we mentioned. If you find something on casabona.org that you want me to link back to, I'm I would be more open to it. But I get, you know, I get again pretty bad pitches. Somebody mm-hmm. 
asked me to link to a, a page I wrote, a, a blog post I wrote in 2006 mm. that was like two sentences about how excited I was about Halo coming out. <laughs> and I was just like, are you, I said, are you only asking to link back here because the page is so old? Um, they did not respond. <laughs> but, um, I, you know, I, I think, again, like what is, I guess what's the value proposition mm. here, right? It's, on the surface, it's, um, I'm going to give my readers more relevant information. Mm. Does me linking back, like h- how has my website helped here though, in general? Sure. So I guess, so like from the perspective of the person, like, who's pitching you, right? Like they want you to link to them because uh, like you linked them is going to be more valuable for them. For them in their pitch, they really need to demonstrate some value for you and for your audience. And usually like the standard go-to is, oh yeah, like like the content that you're linking to is, is very out of date. Um, you should link to my content instead. Uh, but there are, there are a few different, different uh, pitches and um, that I'm, I'll, I'll get into in, in a sec, but with like the skyscraper technique in particular, the pitch is typically to the effect of, of uh, your like the information that you're sharing to people, like your existing audience is outdated. So you should update your article. And then by you updating your article, you're providing some fresh material for your audience. Now, and, like, and just to interrupt you here, this yeah. is, this is kind of based on, Hey, you like this thing that you are linking to. Mm-hmm. I figured out that you are linking to it and I want to give you something more relevant. That's right. You have demonstrated that you want to share this resource with your audience. Mm -hmm. It's not just like, hey, I see you write about LMSs here, link to my LMS. Right. And that's, that is another approach as well. But, uh, (laughs) uh, (laughs) but yeah, with like, with like a good pitch for a skyscraper technique that I've like seen more effective is there is some element of reciprocity to it. So uh, if if you're a blog on the receiving end you've, uh, of these kinds of pitches, you've probably gotten a lot of these pitches. The ones that stand out, I guess, first, they demonstrate relevance that like they know who they're reaching out to. Like they demonstrate, all right, so you know our article, you know what we're linking to. So you've done some basic research there. Uh, second, maybe you have something to offer further for our audience. Like I've seen some pitches where, uh, so like uh, as an example, a a web hosting company was doing a skyscraper technique and in their pitch, they offer like an affiliate account or a free account at their site in exchange for that that backlink. Um, And that can make uh, the recipient more open to that. It's like, all right, it's not just for me, me, like give me that link, thank you. Um, it's like they're providing some additional level of value there too. Um, so with, that's kind of with the, with the skyscraper technique. Am I, let me ask then, am I, am I, my yearly theme, I'll link Mm -hmm. to the yearly theme episode in the show notes too. Um, my yearly theme is the year of opportunity. By just mm-hmm. discarding any requests for link back, link backs, am I mm-hmm. potentially leaving money or good opportunities on the table? Like, have I have I looked at this the wrong way, where I think it's a purely selfish act on on by the requester? Well, I will say that some. I mean, 
sometimes the content that people are providing you is going to be more relevant and more helpful to your audience. But yeah. from your perspective, you're probably like, well, then I have to go onto my website and swap out a link. And that's going to take time and effort on my part. Um, I, I will say that uh, having sent out lots of uh, link request pitches, I have seen, like, I've seen a lot of websites where they will send back like a, uh, a template email saying, what you're looking for is a sponsor sponsorship opportunity. Um, we'll, I've we'll, sent that. I've sent yeah. that very same email, and especially like, on how I built it. You know, like I don't do this, sure. but yeah. Sure. And it's like, all right, uh, getting a link insertion is going to be anywhere from 50 to $500, depending on what our domain rating is and how relevant our, 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 our website is to your audience. Um, we also have other opportunities for things like guest blog posts. And if you want to provide some additional value to our audience, maybe we, you can write a, an article specifically for our audience and we'll get you a link in there. Uh, but you're going to be providing some new, brand new content that's good quality and relevant for our, our audience. So that's a win-win for everybody. Gotcha. Um, so that's, that's something else there too. Um, cool. But also sometimes... You, sometimes you might want to like more experienced link builders can be wary of websites that that have a, a templatey response uh, for like paid uh, link insertions because there are some sites where that like that's a big part of their business model and so like they they'll they take they just insert tons of links from every every website that'll reach out to them and uh, it might be of varying quality but if you're linking out to you know, thousands or tens of thousands of other websites out just because they're paying you, it might not be the best quality link. Um, right. But that's that's a, a more in-depth thing to to get into in terms of like evaluating opportunities. I mean, that essentially you're turning your website into a link farm, mm-hmm. right? Where kind of reminds me of that episode of um, How I Met Your Mother where Marshall, like his recommendations, he was a, a stamp <laughs> tramp, yeah. right? Yeah, Um. Yeah, where he just his recommendations weren't good because he just basically recommended anybody mm-hmm. that that he was nice to. Um, awesome. Yeah. Okay, so so let's get to the the mm-hmm. actionable advice. Uh, let's get to the actionable sure. advice. You've already given us really good um, uh, some really good background mm-hmm. for how to pitch and how to make it relevant and highlight the the benefit for the content creator. Um, if if I wanted to start today with, um, you know, kind of getting a little bit more coverage and linkbacks, mm-hmm. what should I do? What are the what are the maybe the first two or three steps I should take? The first thing I would do is I would inventory my content, figure out like what's the what's the best content, like in particular, like because from the perspective of the recipient, you want to make sure that like that the content that you're going to be linking to is very good quality and. Uh, I'm sure you've gotten pitches and plenty of people who get pitches see like people saying like, hey, can you link to my article? And the article isn't very good um, or isn't very thorough. So you want to make sure that you are pitching your your top quality stuff. Um, in particular, like the longer your content is, the more thorough it is, the better. Um, and kind of take stock of all of that. Uh, then, uh, so there are different strategies that I we do for prospecting. So I mentioned the the skyscraper technique is one uh, type of strategy, but there are others like, for example, um, uh, like link roundup outreach, which it, 
I only do based on like certain industries. So like uh, a link roundup being an article where uh, like on a weekly or monthly basis, someone posts a blog post, like here are the latest articles in X topic. Uh, and that's basically a, an article that's a collection of links to other people's articles. Um, it's like very common in spaces like digital marketing and SEO and web design, but maybe not the most common in more niche areas. So there, if there are not really people publishing link roundup articles in your space, then there's nothing you can do there. But uh, like if you find, uh, if you like are, are finding people who are doing link roundups in your space, that can be great because in particular, those blogs are actively looking for content every day, every week. And if you can provide them with something that's really good quality, uh, they're going to publish, they're going to link to your article and you've now built a relationship with them after that first interaction and you can follow up and in the future, send more articles their way. So it's, you're not just reaching out to a stranger anymore. It's someone who uh, trusts you and, and your content. Yeah, re- real quick, mm-hmm. I, I want to reinforce that point, right? Because um, it's the same thing with, with blo- um, podcast guest pitches, uh, generally, I will have everybody who pitches me fill out this form uh, that again goes to Airtable and then I either accept or reject and they get an email based on that. Um, but there are a couple of uh, of people who can just go around the form. I, I implicitly trust the people that they are recommending because they understand my show so well and they have a track record of recommending like three, four, five really good guests. So... Forming that relationship, I think, is is really important. Um, And quick follow-up, I hope I didn't throw you off your game now, but um, if you do, let's say for the link roundup specifically, Mm -hmm. right? Because I I was doing link roundups for a while. Um, uh, Or even for a WP review for my other podcast, I I do the link roundups. Uh, If you get in as a link there, is is it more likely that you'll become, that you might not have to ask for links in the future like well so like um wp owls is a good example Mm -hmm. like i found one really good place that they linked from and now i check them weekly to see what news is Mm -hmm. happening yeah so well so if you're if you're the one like publishing uh chances are if if there are people that you're adding content from regularly you're probably going to be subscribing to their newsletters and seeing what they're publishing and so those are going to be some of the go-to sources for you for the future nice awesome um, yep. Okay, so so inventory your content, look at what's best because you want to pitch your top quality stuff. Mm. Generally, longer in depth is better. Mm. Um, I'm I'm glad you said that. My blog posts are generally short and cover a specific topic, but like, um, I guess it's short like 400 words or a short like 1,200 words is long like 5,000 words. <laughs> so so like. Short content can be well. So short content can be like you know three to five hundred words, mm-hmm. um, and in general, I wouldn't I wouldn't discourage promoting that content if in that space you have something very specific, actionable, and relevant to share, and like that would be a good fit for some other articles. Uh, but the articles that I try and promote are generally like fifteen hundred plus words. Um, you know, the but yeah, the longer the better because if someone's going to click a link and look at the article, they're going to see, okay, there's a table of contents here. So there's, uh, there's a lot to it. Um, uh, I've seen, yeah, 
so, so many pitches and the ones that are the least successful I find are the ones that don't have a a good grasp of like the quality of their content in that they're like, they're like, just, Hey, here's my article. And it's like, uh, this article isn't good. Yeah. Gotcha. So, so quality definitely matters more than, than word count. Or, or like, you know, uh, pitching like an article that's the same article, uh, like on a topic that's been written about hundreds, thousands of times, like why you need a mobile responsive website. Mm-hmm. We've all seen that article. We've all written that article. Uh, so you, the content that you have hopefully has some new take or approach, something maybe more data focused and a lot more to add uh, than, than what else is out there. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, that, that makes sense, right? It's, it's the difference between, you know, another example maybe is, is mm-hmm. what microphone should I have for my podcast, right? Lots mm-hmm. of people are answering that question versus um, I did like a uh, launch your podcast for $100 or less, right? Mm-hmm. That's more specific. There's a spin on it. Um, and it, it's not, at least when I wrote it, it, I didn't see a whole lot like that. Yeah, so there are, yeah, definitely like, with your content, thinking about like the approaches that you want to take, the way to make, ways to make it stand out. And like one thing I like to do is like before I start writing, like take a look at the the like the top five or 10 articles on a given topic, um, see what they're doing well, see what the gaps are so that you can fill those gaps and add more to it that they've missed. Like I, it could be relatively easy to see like, all right, that here, let's say, take an example of social media again. There are a, bu- a dozen articles on 10 thing, ten social media trends for the year or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, well, you can curate all of those, let's say, and now you've got 30, 50 trends and you've included all of them in your mega article. Uh, it takes all of that into consideration. This episode is brought to you by Text Expander. In our fast-paced world, things change constantly, and errors in messaging often have significant consequences. With Text Expander, you can save time by converting any text you type into a keyboard shortcut called a snippet. Say goodbye to repetitive text entry, spelling, and message errors, and trying to remember the right thing to say. When you use Text Expander, you can say the right thing in just a few keystrokes. Text Expander lets you make new approved messaging available to every team member instantly with just a few keystrokes, ensuring your team remains consistent, current, and accurate. Text Expander can also be used in any platform, any app, and anywhere you type. So take back your time and increase your productivity. But that's not all it does. With its advanced snippets, you can create fill-ins, pop-up fields, and more. You can even use JavaScript or AppleScript. I can type out full instructions for my podcast editor, hi Joel, in just a few keystrokes. Another one of my favorite and most used snippets is PPT. This will take whatever text I have on my clipboard and convert it into plain text. No more fighting formatting if I'm copying from Word or any place else. Last month, I saved over two hours in typing alone. That doesn't even take into the account the time I saved by not having to search for the right link, text, address, or number. 
You have no idea how many times I want to type out a link to a blog post or an affiliate link and I can't remember it and then I have to go searching for it. That generally takes minutes, but since I have a text expander snippet, it takes seconds. Text Expander is available on macOS, Windows, Chrome, iPhone, and iPad. I've been using it a lot more on my iPhone lately because I've been working from my iPhone more uh, because there are days when I'm just not in front of my computer right now. If you've been curious about trying Text Expander or simple automation in general, now's the time. Listeners can get 20% off their first year. Just visit textexpander.com slash podcast and let them know that I sent you. Thanks so much to Text Expander for sponsoring the show. And now let's get back to it. That reminds me of, I was helping somebody with an article they were doing about, um, not helping them, but you know, they mm. asked uh, for some advice and it was like best SEO WordPress themes. And, uh, you know, I did a quick Google search. I found like five articles and mm. uh, Divi was at the top of all of them. Um, I think Astra, one just kind of listed studio press themes. And I was like, you know what? Cadence is a theme I've been using a lot that is fast and well-made. That's not on any of these. I was like, maybe recommend that one. Um, Hopefully that article publishes before this episode comes out, I guess. Um, I I reckon it will. But uh, I think think that's a really good point, right? Fill in the gaps, answer the questions that that aren't being answered. yeah. We are coming up on time. I know you were going through a couple of different type, like different types of techniques. If you want oh. to finish that up, yeah. So other things like uh, I call it like resource outreach. So we like I like to like search for like those articles that are like number like mm-hmm. like let's say like like I said before like fifty social media trends for the year or something like that or or social media tools or social media resources uh yeah like like number followed by the topic followed by resources right. you can see like those articles generally link to other people's articles so what we can do is we can reach out to them and say um hey i, I really liked your article about you know social media resources i've written an article uh specifically on social media something um i think you know, you can add, if you'd add my article to your list, it would be a great addition to your resource page. Like that kind of thing to offer is like a similar approach and pitch as the like link roundup uh, kind of articles uh, in that like that article is seeking content. And by you providing that uh, is an easy thing for them to add to provide additional value for their audience and a way to say like update that page. Um, uh, let the Last one, the uh, in terms of like blog post promotion that I'm that I'm thinking about is uh, I call it uh, mention outreach. So whenever I have an article, I will in my article link to other people's websites when it's relevant in relevant contexts. You can then reach out to those websites to say, "Hey, I really liked your article. I mentioned it in my article. It would be great if you could." either link to link to it or another article of mine or share my article, you know, um, I'm helping you out yeah, kind of situation, yeah. something off, like I've already done something. So like offer that and get some reciprocation out of that. Yeah. Um, Interesting. You know, that that is also, yeah. that one has also happened to me. Like, Hey, I'm linking to your podcast here. And I'm like, thanks. And mm-hmm. like, do you want to link to this? And I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> But but I mean again, like if your pitch is honed properly, 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like maybe if they said, hey, I linked to this because I really liked this episode of the podcast. I saw you talked about like why authors should start a podcast. Here's a list of author yeah. podcasts. Maybe you could link to that. Then maybe I'd be more receptive because I'd be like, yeah, I need, I actually need better examples because I'm an author and that's yeah. the only example I use, right? Um, but I, so I think I, I really like these techniques. I'm going to be more open to it and I'm probably going to try some of them, right? Because especially like I follow HubSpot and every single thing they post is like 50 plugins that help you with <laughs> SEO. And I'm like, all right, but like they must work. <laughs> Like they must, like that's the only content they put out. Um, gosh, this has been so great. I've yeah. learned a, a lot here. Um, so I know that we, well, we've been talking for about an hour mm-hmm. now. Oh, I have one last thing to recommend actually. So uh, if any, anyone in the audience uh, has a, a, like a business where it's like a product, whether it's a, an app, a WordPress plugin theme or uh, anything like that, whatever it is. Uh, one type of outreach that I recommend for like getting press coverage is uh, basically doing outreach to get reviews by uh, professional bloggers and other websites for your product. So what I would do is I would see like, let's say you make a CRM, for example, and there's HubSpot. You can search for HubSpot reviews, let's say, uh, or Salesforce reviews, and you can see who's writing reviews of these competitors in your industry, or if, if not competitors, search for complementary, are there related products in your space? Find who's writing reviews about those, and then reach out to them with a pitch of, hey, I saw you did this great review of this product. I wanted to see if, since your audience is interested in CRMs, uh, if you'd be interested in checking out my app or my product, I'd be happy to give you free access uh, uh, let me know what you think. Yeah, uh, and that can be a way to get free press coverage on other blogs, and I've had a lot of success with that as well. Just making sure that your pitch, of course, is relevant to those bloggers and websites. Yeah, that is the one that's been super effective on me. Um, you know, Millanote, for example, was like, "Hey, do you can you link us? Like, can you link to us from your users page?" And I'm like, "I need to use it," <laughs> and. Uh, they were like, we'll give you like a free forever account. And I'm like, all right, I'll give it a go. And I loved it. So yeah, they made it on. Uh, that's, that is really effective, right? And, um, you know, it's just sometimes hard because I do like paid video reviews mm-hmm. on my YouTube channel. And then there are people who are like, hey, I'll give you like my product for free if you review it on YouTube. And I need to like, I need, you need as a content creator, you got to walk the line, right? Mm-hmm. If it's something maybe I would have reviewed otherwise, then maybe I'm more likely to do it for free or for a free account. But if it's like something that is not even on my radar, you know, at that point, it's like if you want a paid placed review, then then I'm I'm willing to do that. So that's sure. that's a story for another episode. Andy, this has been great. I need to ask you my favorite question, uh, which is, do you have any trade secrets for us? Yes, I got plenty. Um, so, um, where do I begin? Uh, so first, um, one, one thing that's important to do is like, if you're doing outreach, um, we want to protect your main sending domain. So like, don't send from casabona.org or whatever your, your main, uh, uh, email address is from. So we set up either like an alternate domain or like a subdomain, 
um, to send from, uh, just to, although I'm not anticipating uh, that you're going to end up in spam or anything like that, we want to protect your main account just in case, because if you do get blacklisted and and banned, um, that is not an easy thing to undo. Uh, There are uh, companies that maintain like uh, uh, blacklists. uh, And if your if your domain ends up on it, then uh, then uh, anytime you send a regular email to someone's email account or Gmail or anything like that, uh, your emails can end up in spam. So that's no good. Uh, aside from that, one other thing that uh, I do with with my with my emails and it's important to you is like it's called warming up your sending domains. So instead of going from like zero emails to a hundred emails in a day, which to mail servers will look suspicious, uh, we send out a few emails a day and slowly ramp that up over time to look more natural. And also, oh, this is a big one. Don't use software like MailChimp for sending outreach emails from. Uh, MailChimp was not, like, and marketing automation software was not meant for that. And you will most likely get banned from those platforms very quickly. Uh, I've seen that happen to people as well. You really want to use uh, an email sending platform, whether it's Postaga or anything else, that's specifically meant for cold outreach. Uh, something that is going to not send out a hundred emails at once, which is going to look like an email blast, mm. but send out emails staggered over time that looks like a more normal, natural cadence that human beings uh, use, which will be much more likely that your emails end up in people's inboxes rather than spam folders. Like that's a hugely important thing. Um, uh, Another trade secret is uh, in terms of expectations. Outreach is a numbers game. Um, You can, like, uh, for sending, like, outreach pitches for, like, um, uh, for skyscraper technique, you can have, you can have a, like, you can be doing very well and get, like, a 5% response rate. Now, that's 5% good responses out of a hundred. So it, that for that in particular, you're going to need to send out a lot of emails to a lot of different people to get the quantity of links that you're looking for. Um, for like my most successful outreach is for me, like doing outreach for podcasts. I personally get about a 20% response rate. Wow. So that's, that's, but that's only one in five. So I need to find uh, a lot of, a lot of people to uh, reach out to, to, to get the numbers that, that I'm wanting to get. Um, and of the responses that you'll get, they're going to vary. Some people will say, no thanks, or unsubscribe me. Some of them will demand payment and say, if you want a link, that's going to be somewhere between $50 to $500. And that's going to vary by a lot of factors. Um, and that's not it's not necessarily that you should avoid paid link insertions or sponsorship opportunities. I know some people just won't, but other people are, are taking an approach of it of like, as long as this website is legit and uh, like, it's a good relevant opportunity, me getting this link is going to help me rank quicker. So maybe it is worth it. Um, so that's something to, to think about as well. I'm not going to tell you whether or not to uh, take paid opportunities, but if you were to, I would only do it from like, actual uh out like relevant outreach to relevant websites as opposed to like 
paying for backlinks on Fiverr or Upwork, which Mm -hmm. I would absolutely never recommend because you're going to get a lot of bad quality stuff. Like I would, like someone is going like, Anyone, buying, anyone who's yeah. productizing backlinking is does not have your best interest in mind. Yeah. Um, all right. I mean, that's that's my those are my trade secrets. I think those are <laughs> really good. And um, so this is super relevant to a podcast. I just listened to a podcast episode of the uh, Deliverability Podcast by Alyssa and Melissa over at ConvertKit. Uh, this mm. has become like my favorite podcast because I'm learning a ton. But they mention like pre- um, they mention like how your main domain needs to kind of gain authority first. Um, and so everything you said jives with the general advice they gave. So I'll make sure to link that in the show notes. But this was really, really good, um, really good advice. Uh, Andy, we're going to continue the conversation for a few minutes and build something more. But if people want to learn more about you, where can they go? Sure. My website is postaga.com. That's P-O-S-T-A-G-A.com. We also have a Facebook group dedicated to outreach and digital marketing called Grow Together SEO. Um, You could find me on Twitter and Facebook at Andy Cabasso. And on LinkedIn, I'm Andrew Cabasso. Maybe it sounds a bit more professional. I don't know. Uh, Uh, But it is what it is. (laughs) Awesome. Well, I will link to all of that and more in the show notes over at howibuilt.it slash 233. Uh, if you want to get the post sh- or the pre-show, I should say, where Andy and I talked about live stream recording video smart home setup, uh, and you want to get the post show where we're going to talk about um, old SEO techniques, and I'm going to ask him if, if HubSpot is an actual, an actual good blog. Um <laughs> You can sign up over at buildsomething.club for five bucks a month or 50 bucks a year. You'll get the ad-free extended version of this podcast, as well as lots of other extra content. But uh, until next time, Andy, thanks so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Joe. This has been fun. And thank you to everybody listening. Thanks to our sponsors. And until next time, get out there and build something.